it was a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Word to your mother. I meant to tell you that prior to this. Okay, okay. It's okay. Let's not fight. <laughs> no fighting. Okay. I'm ready. Three, Three two, two, one. Two, oh, oh, man. Two cool moms. moms are here. Hi, everybody. I'm Joe Gatto. I'm the other one. <laughs> I'm no say I'm Joe Gatto. Okay, I'm Joe Gatto, and I'm you are good too. <laughs> I'm who's that Asian guy that's with you? <laughs> uh, it's good to see you, buddy. Great to see you. Thanks again. Uh, here we are. At, uh, I'm on your turf in Nashville. On my home turf yeah, in Nashville. Right. Yeah, we're at Zanies. Doing a couple here. Very excited to do this. Uh, How are you feeling today? I'm feeling okay. You? Great. We had a very nice lunch today. Yes, we had a we? delicious lunch. We had a nice mommy lunch. We really had. We were two mommies out for lunch, and you did a mommy lunch. I will say this. You did not uh, share as much as I thought you were going to. Well, I had a meat dish. <laughs> no, I know that. But like, even when we got the calamari, the calamari fritti, um, I thought there was going to be a little less of you like poking out the pieces you didn't want. Like I know you took the fork oh. and like you divided the pieces. Oh, so you, you got didn't stuck want. with the tentacles? Yes. Is that it? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? I don't mind a tentacle. Okay. I know, but you, you don't want the pig's assholes. <laughs> you definitely. I ate all the piggy butts. You definitely did. Like you did, right? You like selected which ones you wanted. Like you moved some out of the way. You're fabricating stuff <laughs> because I was knee deep in the uh, what's the cheese? The cream? Oh, the crostini. The ricotta. I crostini. was knee deep in that. You went to the calamari first. Then I came in, and I what I had assumed was <laughs> you had your fill, and then little piggy piggy. Yep. Went to town. You jumped this in. This little piggy got some buttholes. It's this good. little piggy got some tentacles. <laughs> this little piggy sopped it all up in the we sauce. Ate, I apologize. Ate, we ate good. We ate good. I was great. Did you uh, when you were growing so you, up? You did not like the lunch. I did love it. I okay, loved it. I good. just wish I had less tentacles. And good, because I hate free shit too. I paid for it. Anyways, how are you? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I, I want to be cool. I don't want to be. Uh, this isn't one cool mom and one angry mom. This is two cool moms. And I cool. lost my cool. I apologize. Oh, that's about that. Hey, listen, this you're right mommy's back at accountable. It. And this mommy doesn't hold grudges, so we're all good. Oh, come on, nice mommy. Bring it in. Great to see you. Uh, when you were little, um, yeah. were you? did you ever have the problem of like, cleaning your plate like you had to finish all your food or would you yes. always finish it never no never i was a bad eater unless it was like you're a good eater now oh yeah yeah, yeah you are yeah, so yeah. so it. what happened did you how'd your parent like would your parents yell at you to like finish your I, food I just or? i couldn't get up from the table until i finished it uh, or you're going to bed hungry that's it you had the choice how about you did you have the sit down where like it was like it was like the stare down like you're gonna sit at this table until you're done and it was like eight o'clock and you just sat there with your arms crossed and there was peas on your plate <laughs> yeah that happened to me once <laughs> The old yeah. Mexican stand up. up. Yeah. yeah, of course. The yeah. best story about that ever, my my, uh, my middle sister, Carla, she was a yeah. firecracker and basically my mother, you know, the same personality. And she was my mother. They were having breakfast and she had a bowl of Cheerios. Mm -hmm. And she said, You're either going to finish those Cheerios or you're going to wear it. And she goes, I'm not finishing. My mom just took the bowl and no. put it right on a head. Are you serious? <laughs> Cheerios on it. And, and, and Your mom doesn't bluff. Doesn't bluff. And then my sister, to her, to yeah. her credit, goes, Well, I guess I can't eat them now. <laughs> Checkmate, it's mom. Great. That's great, right? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, now what I see, I was given two options, right? My son and daughter figured out the legal caveat. Okay. They got a loophole. They loophole. Bargain. Ah. How about three more bites? How about five more bites? And what I'll do is I'll look at the plate. I'll go, all right, give me five more bites. With the son, it's give me five shark bites, which means, huh? Um, With the missus, it's no, you're going to eat your food. Or that's it. Like, I'm, again, the fun one. Got it. Where it's like, I'll make it a little, but... So you play bite bingo. 
<laughs> right, you're playing bite bingo up in here. <laughs> bite, right. bite, bingo. Peace, bitches. Out. That's it. I'll see you. I'm out. I'll be in the playroom if you need me. I'm out. <laughs> I got shit to do. Yeah, I yeah. got things to do. This Lego house is not going to build itself, Mom. <laughs> you think I give a shit about these Brussels sprouts? I got to put a door on this condo. Uh, <laughs> it bites, and then you see a hoverboard and just a little six-year-old. Peace. Uh, yeah, my sisters, um, when we ate together, we would do like... My mom was always very active, like when she was like cooking, she'd be up and down from the table. Right. And my sisters like would give me the stuff they didn't like and put it on my plate that I would eat and I'd give them the stuff I didn't like. So oh, like Brussels sprouts came to me. Oh, that's smart. You know, asparagus went to my sister, like stuff like that. It was uh and we were good at like hiding food <laughs> underneath stuff. Like, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you have so you have like a little piece of bread yeah. you, you're shoving some right shit underneath, underneath there. Yeah. And then I'll clean my plate and that's it. Yeah. Oh, it takes a village. That's good. With that's with good. three kids, you could divvy up the responsibilities. Yeah, but my huh? daughter's got the trick now that she realizes if she drops food, the dogs get it. Oh, that's so smart. There's a lot of accidental droppings. Oops. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not buying it anymore. Yeah. So. so now you see her. Is she casual about it or is she like no, she's still young she enough where she's like yeah. putting it, placing it, and then <laughs> yeah, dropping it? It's like, come on. We we all saw that. She off. still thinks she's like slick. Like she puts a meatball on the side. She's like, "Oops, smack!" Like <laughs> the oops ser- before. Yeah, like serves a volleyball. Like one of those, like the, the oop. preceding oops. <laughs> oh, oops! I'm afraid this is going to happen. And it smacked it. Yeah. But uh, you're a pretty good eater, right? Oh uh, yeah, I was. I always was an, yeah. a, a good eater. I wasn't picky at all, really. And I think it was just because, like, um, I just enjoy. If, you know, eating was always an event at the Gatto House, and I tried to. Right. But my kids are pretty, were pretty picky, and now it's really amazing. Like my daughter likes sushi, mm-hmm. like and like it's so funny because she'll eat sushi and she's like, no, I don't want pasta. Like, yeah, my kids don't are want like cut that too. avocado. I never had sushi till I was in my late twenties. Yeah, me too. Never. Yeah. Never. I don't even know considered if, it. I don't know if it was as accessible and and or famous here in, in when we were growing up. I don't remember like a lot of. You know, we'd always go to Chinese food, right. right? But I don't remember a lot of like, uh, you know, sushi restaurants. Yeah, I agree. I think sushi was always, to me, associated with with like money. Like you had to have good money yeah, to the, get the, the good sushi. It's all like about caviar is still the one thing I don't think I've ever tried or seen. I don't think I've ever seen caviar <laughs> ever. Is it that? It's terrible. Yeah, it's like fish poop. Is it? Is that what it is? It's no, it's fish eggs, isn't it? It's not fish poop. Does it taste like eggs though? <laughs> No, like a yolk. Like wait, you thought like fish? for a second in my mind. You fish. I'll take I thought you fun. meant it tasted, but you you thought. Hold on, hold on, hold in on. You mind. thought caviar was fish? And for a second in my mind, if I'm going to shoot you straight, yes. For a second in my mind, I know as a human and as an adult, the most expensive. It's not. <laughs> yeah, it's not. no. I know it's not. Is what I'm saying. But in that moment in my mind, I was yeah. lost for a moment. I was like, oh, they're paying for fish. It Great Poupon like is cow cow piss. Did you know that? Great Poupon. I feel like you, I feel like you're making fun of me. <laughs> I am making fun of you, yes. <laughs> because they would have named it Great Peepon, and we all know it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jack Ping Pong. Classic Adam. Um, I yeah, I don't know. I never got into like caviar, but you know what? Also, always like threw me. Like mm-hmm. I, we were just in, in Louisville, yep. and the bourbons, like right. the different prices. I asked the woman. I said, "What's the most expensive, uh, you know, bourbon you have here?" She goes, "Oh, we actually have a, a bottle that it was locked up in like a thing." She's like, it's twenty five hundred dollars for an ounce. Excuse me, twenty five hundred dollars for an ounce, and I was like, what does it do to you? <laughs> for twenty, oh does it give God. you eternal life for twenty five hundred <laughs> for an ounce? Yeah. Like, I don't get, I don't understand that at all. And, and who's pricing that? Does who's got the price gun? Yeah, you, you think one of the Knights Templar is in a cave, <laughs> and it's you and Indiana Jones looking at it, going, yeah. we have to shave Sean Connery. Yeah. Wait, okay, give me, give me a dab. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is insane. Five hundred. Insane. Yeah, it's not nuts. I don't. Did I get tell you about that. my story about nineteen forty two tequila? 
I was in Cleveland, Ohio. They had like a, a like a speakeasy kind of place next to the Cleveland Hilarities. I go downstairs. There was a bachelorette party at the show. They're in there. I go, let me get you guys a round of shots. And uh, this what was like drinking 1942. 1942. I go, okay, I never had that before. <gasps> Did it? It's like water. I'm like, oh my god. This group of guys is at the show. They go, hey man, great show. I go, let me get you guys a round of this drink. It's 1940. It's amazing. I get them a round of shots. Oh. They're doing it. I give my card. I go, I got these. And then. I got to go over the show. I go, let me get one last round for the bachelor party, <laughs> for the guys, all of me. Let's go, another round. Uh, like 20 shots now of 1942 on top of the 10 and the 10. Do it. Can I settle up? Yeah. $895. It was like $20 or $30 a shot. That's I was like, insane. what the fuck? I thought you were going to say it was $19,042. <laughs> <laughs> oh that God. is insane, I man. would be divorced that's if that was the case. That's crazy. Yeah, that's when I realized, okay, I, I should... Ask and inquire before. Do you have? Uh, <laughs> let's go a little lower. Do you, have, some, do you have something from the late, <laughs> the late nineties, <laughs> early two thousands? Maybe it's got dust on it. How about that? <laughs> let's do it. All right, here we go. Should we get into this? Yeah, let's uh, dive in. Thank you so much for everyone, as always, that has submitted their queries and conundrums to the two cool moms. We appreciate it. That's right. And I thought this would be a fun one to start off. But sometimes we start off a little heavier. Yeah. Sometimes out of the gates, we're going right to the tomahawk steak. Other times, it's like, hey, just give me a pink spoon. Okay. And this is a pink spoon. Short, quick, right to the point. Uh, this is coming to us from Tyler. Tyler, thank you for listening. How do I ask a girl out to prom when I'm so scared to do so? We've all been there. Yes. Um, yes. This is a tough one, but it's also, I think, an easy one. So w what are your thoughts? I was just talking uh, through this uh, exact thing with a nephew of mine. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the... All these kind of things are always the buildup in your head is bigger than the reality. Right. I think it's all you're getting in your own way. 95% of the time, you're getting in your own way. Uh, because they can't say no if you don't ask them, but they can't say yes if you don't either. Right. So you got to get out there and ask them. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, I think it's just try to take a deep breath and do it. Band-aid that shit. Here you go. Don't worry about a promposal. You see the stuff that goes on now with these promposals? No. Yeah. They put on like a big to-do, like they spell their names in balloons and they get down and they hold up like a radio and they twerk and they say, will you go to prom with me? It's crazy. And then it goes viral <laughs> yeah, that's it. and then you're devastated for the rest of your life that's when they, they say, say no? no. Yeah, oh, exactly. God. Yeah. Promposals are like a thing now where like all these, they put on like a big, it's like a big uh, gesture. Right. It's kind of like holding up the, uh, you know, holding up the boombox. Right. Yeah, it, it, it's that for this generation where they make a big to-do about a prom proposal. Then you're wearing khakis and a white shirt because you couldn't have, afford to rent a tuxedo <laughs> because you spent it all on the proposal. That's right. This is why I say, Tyler, don't even go to prom. Don't go to prom. <laughs> don't ask the girl. Stay home. Save some money and be scarred emotionally the rest of your life. Yeah. That's use what that I money suggest. to pay for therapy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You want to put that. You want to put that in an interest-bearing account, <laughs> and then you want to use that money to put you in. Yeah, just save that money. No, I, I I agree with Joe. I think these things are so precious, and the first experiences all of us have. Again, you're building up so much yeah. momentum and pressure. Ultimately, what prom is? It's yes, it's the things we all want, right? to go with somebody special, you have a crush on, this is the moment, you're gonna get your first kiss or whatever. But it's also, it's a fun night. It's a fun night to hang out with your friends, blow off some steam, find yeah, somebody fun. You don't end up, I mean, that's the big thing about prom too, is like no matter who you go with, you don't end up hanging out with your prom date. You hang out with all your you friends your and buddies, your prom yeah. date, you know? So yeah. it's like, it's the whole gang is together, your whole school, so who would be fun in that situation? And you know, just if you think this person is gonna be the right one to have some fun with, bring them. But how do I ask a girl out to prom when he's so scared to do so? I think this is probably a girl he has crush on. Write it. Not somebody he wants to go to friends. Write it. 
write it. You don't have to talk. Write it on a note. Check yes or no. You think? Do it. You think the old writing? I mean, try it. I think if you're going to do it, you might as well ask. If he's too shy to and he can't bring himself to speak, video yourself. Put it on YouTube. No. <laughs> no, 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 okay. no, no, no. Okay, YouTube no. might be too much. I, you know, you could write a note if you're shy because he's, the thing he's, the, the thing at the core is he's shy to talk to this uh, person. Yeah. So how do you get over shyness is like, well, if it could be just uh, an action instead of a long drawn out interaction, mm -hmm. it might be better. I think these are the things where it's like, this is a challenge now. Mm -hmm. And this is, a, this is a healthy challenge. I like it. I would say, Tyler, I challenge you to ask this young lady out to prom. Yep. And whether she says yes, whether she says no, you still have other options. There's other girls out there, and there's somebody that you're going to have a great time with. I would keep asking until I find somebody this great. This is the one. If That's it doesn't work out, you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. But I challenge you to do this. I'm telling you. Two strangers on the internet are challenging you. That's right. <laughs> to get on there. That you wrote in. You did this to yourself. So now you're on the hook. Now you're on the hook. This is your fucking let, fault. Let us know how it goes. Let us know how it goes. And I'll tell you what. You send us a picture from your prom. I want that prom picture. And we'll send you uh, oh, some yeah. Two Cool Moms merch, which we'll get made because shortly. we don't have any. <laughs> we, we, we don't have any yet. But prom is coming up. So send us the picture. And then we'll make something or we'll sign something. And I'll well, get it we, up to you We will send a congratulations video. To you and That's your prom right. dates, telling you to have a great time. If you once you prove that this is happening. That's right. So DM us. That's it. And I wish you all the luck. I know what it's like. I know it's nerve wracking. But once you ask that question, it's going to make the next time that much easier, and the next time that much easier, and the next time that much easier. Yeah. So I really, really go all in, and my heart goes out to you. I know how it feels, but it is the best feeling in the world knowing you at least did it. And even if she said no, you should be proud of yourself that you did that. Absolutely. Absolutely. These two, these two moms are proud of you. We're proud of you. Either I'll tell way. you that right Either now. way, we're proud of you. Okay, ready? Go. Okay, this is from Tony. Hey, two cool moms. I'm having trouble focusing on finishing school strong. I find myself getting distracted with every cool thing I'm doing this summer, like vacations to California and seeing friends. How should I keep my distractions to a minimum and finish, school, finish the school year strong? Thank you, moms. I'm not the right person to ask about this. <sighs> You were not a good student? I was a great student until I got my job and didn't, it didn't matter about my last semester. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I, I finished college in three and a half years. I got my job. Yeah. Um, I, I well, got, you finished early? Yeah. Or did you quit? I finished early. You graduated? Yeah. Because oh, I, wow. I was a summer, uh, I did the orientations, like summer mm -hmm. orientations, and I came from a school that transferred credits for high school. So I came in oh. heavy, and then I finished off. So I was able to shave a, half a semester off, and I had gotten like, I had already graduated, like, got my job. <laughs> I was like, I don't even care anymore. And I'm like, what do I care about this? Like, I already have a job. Right. So I kind of like, and I was getting like three, you know, three nines, four point and whatnot throughout. And then my last one, I think I got like a two one. Right. Like, I just totally dialed it in. Um, I will say it is hard to focus, but you should try and don't be like this uncool mommy and not. Well, he, the good news is he's got the desire to finish strong, so that's a great place to start. Yeah, I didn't even have that. That's true. So I think he's in a good headspace. I would say, to, um, I want to get his name right. Uh, this is Tony. Tony, if you want to finish strong, incentivize yourself. Say, you know what? I am going to go to California, and while I'm in California, I'm going to go to Disneyland if I get uh, a 3.1 average ah. or whatever it is. Set, like, little challenges for yourself. Reward yourself. Rewarding yourself. Nice. As you said in uh, a prior um, episode, take ownership of the moment. So I think if you're 
doing little things for yourself. This is just for you. Reward yourself. Create like a fun little checklist and say, if I get X, I'm going to get Z. If play, I do this, I'm going to do that. Play reward bingo. Yeah. Play reward bingo. You're really on the bingo tip. I'm on the bingo. You got a bingo tip. <laughs> I'm on the bingo tip. So get yourself a bingo card and put little little uh, rewards for yourself on it. And then when you get your, you get your things, bingo, you're in. But I do like the fact that you're off to the races and you want to finish He's strong. in the right headspace. I, I, He's already one leg up on it. You're in yeah, a healthy so. headspace. And everybody gets those moments where you're distracted, sure. especially when you're getting to the finish line. Mm -hmm. But you're so close to the finish line. If you're going to finish, finish strong. Of That's course. the way I look at it. Of course. Uh, don't be like me <laughs> in this situation, <laughs> I will say. Okay, well, this, this kind of hits on something we talked about a second ago. But it's coming to us from Clark. Clark, I love the name. Out of the gates, guys, I have a dilemma where there is this girl. You don't know many Clarks. I don't know many Clarks. Clark's not a name anymore, right? No, Clark Kent is uh, hes a fictional person. I've always... <laughs> <laughs> so, you don't know any... You still don't know any Clarks. Do you know a Clark? I do not know a Clark. Yeah, you know I, a Clark? I don't know a Clark. My son's you know name a Clark, is... You know Clarks in movies. My son's name is Kent. Okay. That's as close as we come yeah. to a Clark Kent. Yeah, but, but there's no... I don't know a Clark. I know a Clark Barr. I know a Clark Griswold. There we go. This well, this is Clark. Oh, hi, Clark. Clark. I, hi, Clark. Nice to see you. Clark, it's a pleasure to meet you. You are my the first, first Clark. Clark. Yeah, that's you're, right. You're our first Clark. Let's hear for Clark. Thank you, Clarky. <laughs> Guys. That's why they don't name people Clark, because it gets nicknames like Clarky. Clarky. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Clark. We'll just, we'll stuck to Clark. Okay, Clark. Uh, guys, I have a dilemma where there is this girl I've got the biggest crush on, but I just found out she's dating my best friend. I respect both of them way too much. What should I do? There's nothing you can do. Nothing you can do, Clark. Nothing you can do. You had the crush. You got the crush. Uh, you didn't act on it. So I think what you do is, because you did not act on it, now you're seeing your best friend dating somebody you had a crush on. Take that. Keep it as an ace up the sleeve, and the next time you find somebody that you find truly attractive, somebody fantastic, somebody great, act on it immediately because this is fuel for the fire. That's yeah. what I would think instinctively, but what are, what are your thoughts? No, no, I, you know, unless your friend has an unfortunate accident. <laughs> I, you know, I'm just saying, you never know what could happen. with. <laughs> Do you know uh, anything about brake lines? No, I'm just saying, you know, if... If anything happened to your friend by accident, I mean, you'd yeah. have to be there to comfort her. You wouldn't want to go out to dinner with them and uh, uh, yeah. find that he, there's like a, a powder on his uh, yeah. steak, and then he's got a case of the runs, and he shits his let's pants, say and you're third she's turned it. off for the yeah. rest of the Yeah, you're third wheeling it, and let's just say, you know, accidentally he gets, you know, his Bumble profile pops up on his phone. Who knows? These things happen to people all the time. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and then, you know, you swoop in the hero. I don't, I don't know from experience... Send me a message. I'll give you some ideas. <laughs> no, I do think I do think you're right. I mean, I think that ship has sailed, unfortunately, for you. But yeah. again, you never know the way it's going to go, and you want to make sure that you, you know, have the best intentions for your friend and wish them well. That's a part of being a friend. So you don't want to do anything to undermine the situation unless it's an accident. <laughs> you get me. I completely agree with you, but if he's in this situation, I think you've got to mentally and healthily just distance yourself from that situation. Go, okay, yep. I do have a crush on her. I got to get out of Dodge. And so go to places you haven't been, meet people, put yourself in situations where there's a new pool yeah. of people you've never been around. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, there's another girl out there that's, that's fantastic, that's great, that's waiting to right. meet her first Clark. 
Oh, nice. Bang, wow. I brought a full circle. Wow. Did you see that? That's nice. Fuck and if she, and if that, girl, if that girl has a boyfriend, too, then you just, you know, you know what to do. Um, here's the thing. I'm trying to think if I was ever in that situation where I had a friend that I liked their girl, and I don't. Rick, Rick Springfield did. He did. <laughs> Jesse's yeah. Jesse's girl. Yeah. Uh, imagine how awkward that concert was. What, <laughs> what, what if you What if you flip? I think I've been in the flip. I think I've what been in the flip where I've had a friend who liked my girl. I've been in that situation. You've been that guy. And the guy had told me, and he was forthcoming. Yeah. And well, that was in the, nice of him. It, yeah, in the moment, it was fine. I, I said I'd rather hear it from him, and he didn't act on it or, or say anything at all. Sure. And he had told me why he had to step away from hanging out with us. Mm -hmm. And I respected that about him, and we had a very good friendship even after that girl. Oh, that's nice. So there's something to think would be said about that, too, Clark. If you think there's... That's you know, an you interesting sure, dynamic. Yeah. You don't want to be shady to your friend. That's why. You don't want to be secretly pining for his girl. Um, right. So that, that's, that's, just a, that's a tight rope you're going to have to walk, I think. That's a really, really great piece of advice. Yeah. Because obviously he's better friends with the guy. Mm -hmm. And you want to keep that friendship intact. I think, again, honesty is the best policy. That's sure. a really, really... Because I think you would immediately think of yeah. the relationship. But peripherally, you also want to still maintain a friendship. Yeah, sure. Okay, thanks. You know, Dude, that was really good. There'll be some good advice in there, too. Wow. You know, besides the ways to cause accidents. <laughs> Go get him, Clark. We love you. <laughs> Open all pens out. Pocket knife to the flat tire. Um, okay, here we go. This is coming to us from Luke. Okay. This one's a little oh. serious. Oh, we're going to get deep? Okay, hold yeah. on. I hope you're ready for this. I'm ready to go. Hit me. Okay, this is an emotional one. I vetted this. Oh, did and you? I thought this would be one you're really going to be primed for. Uh, again, from Luke. Big question, fellas. This is all caps. How do I keep my cousin from trying to illegally smuggle dog condoms into the United States of America? So, I wish I, could, I wish I could say I haven't been there. <sighs> Illegally smuggling dog condoms in the United States of America. Um, this is what I love about this. You know, we get, we get to the real truths. Like, this was something someone's dealing with, and we're here right. to help. <laughs> this is a real situation that this person, Luke, is dealing with. Luke, I'm going to tell you this right now. You got a fucked up family. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do appreciate the creativity. I do. It's very good. In this joke, uh, dog condoms, never heard of it before? No. Because no? No? dogs don't need condoms. They just do that, right? They cut their balls. Excuse me? They just cut their balls. The dogs are snippy snips. Snippy snips. Yeah. You know, for the dogs. Dogs don't wear condoms. What do you, what do you, how does a dog's demeanor change after they get the, way less, tell? way less aggressive, yeah. Really? Yeah, way less aggressive. A guy at uh, the meet and greet, the show the other night, Told me that uh, he just took. He said, "Hey, you know, I appreciate all you do for dogs." He's like, "I just found out something weird with my dog." He said, uh, "They missed a testicle." I said, "What?" Excuse me? He goes, "Yeah, they just found he still has a testicle because he was being angry." And we took him in, and they said, "Oh yeah, the, the, it didn't take." I was like, "So this dog's got to go twice <laughs> to get uh, snipped twice as poor, poor doggy. Dog. How's it trust humans? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the minute you get the dog in the car, it's like, wait, yeah, where, where are we going? going? Where yeah, are we going? Yeah, yeah. Dogs know, right? Dogs for sure know. My yeah. dog, yeah, when I, we go, when we have to go to the vet, oh, forget it. Some dogs won't even, you know, they just put to the drag. They try to plant their feet, but I have all small dogs, so you can just pull them. Do your dogs like bats? <coughs> Some dogs hate it, and then yeah. I've seen other dogs, they love it. Well, whenever you ask me, do your dogs like, chances are some or one of them is going to, because I have so many. It's yeah, a numbers plenty, game. Yeah. yeah. But I, uh, I have some that really enjoy them, and I have some that hate them, but I do have some that love the blow dryer. Really? Yeah, and some that are scared crazy of it. Yeah, it's interesting to see that. It is interesting, yeah. I mean, I, 
I've never had a dog. I've always wanted a dog, but I do love the fact that there are personality traits. Yes. And having twenty, it must be so interesting to see. Yeah. Again, none, of the, none of them wear dog condoms, though. Not one. <laughs> none, of, none of them. So you're you're like the Hugh Hefner of. Uh, <laughs> I am. Yes. It's the dog boy mansion. Doggy daycare. Dog boy mansion. All right. This is coming to us from Ava. Do you say Ava or Ava? That's Ava. I don't know what you're thinking. Ava. She's Ava? not. She's not a bottled water. Ava? <laughs> My apologies, Ava. Uh, Ava, right? Ava. Yeah. Ava, Ava I, I'm so sorry. Um, my best friend and I live together and work together. She loves your guys' podcast even more than I do. Will you give her some advice on how to find, first off, <laughs> what's up with the what backhanded, kind of backhanded compliment? compliment? <laughs> hey, you don't sweat much for a fat girl. Yeah. Thanks, Ava. <laughs> the fuck? Why even say that? Yeah. You look, you're not as fat as you look on TV. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. You know what? Now she is Ava. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, this is what don't be an angry mommy be a cool mom <laughs> thanks ava for making that <sighs> thank you ava. nice statement we appreciate you even listening thank you thanks for and being giving here. us the opportunity to win you over to like you to like this as much as your friend does that's right so ava and i hope that you don't have an accident <laughs> clark clarky Clark um so uh will you give my friend advice the one that likes the podcast more than she does yes will you give her some advice on how to find a guy who won't be a piece of shit and break her heart thank you by the way this is a good friend this is a good friend very good friend yeah. ava you're a great friend to your friend yeah. um she's looking out for her she feels bad for her uh i can only assume they're in their early 20s so Probably. this is again something we talked about the other day where Guys and gals are discovering and finding the temperament yes. of what they're allowed to get away with or not to get away with. Yeah. Um, I'll say uh, the way that you could help your friends with any of this stuff is always being an active participant in their decision making. But having to live with people's decisions is the hard part. Right. So what you could do is as she is expressing interest in a person, you could talk to her about what she likes about this person, what she doesn't like about this person, bring up some red flags that you think, or have a discussion about it. But at the end of the day, it is her decision to date what you would consider a piece of shit or not. Right. So I think what you, you have need to insert yourself in the beginning before there is an established relationship so you could help her vet keeping your friend's best interest in mind. I love when best friends, and it sounds like she's a best friend to her friend, uh, when you make the case, right? Mm -hmm. Remember when Ricky did this? Yeah. Remember when Mikey did that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm picking up another red flag here, and I'm just warning you. I want to be supportive of you. I love you. I just don't want to see you get your heart broken again. Every friend makes those cases. The tough thing is when you're on the other side of it, and you're intoxicated, and there's the romanticism. 100%. And the adrenaline, the, you know, the honeymoon period, right? Yes. Of, oh, my God, this person's so, so great. great. But your friends will always, always, always pick up on the things. Yep. They, they see things you don't because they're not blinded. Yeah, I think the big thing, too, is to remember, like, you got to be careful because you don't want to come across your friend as, like, uh, jaded and bitter that she's finding love and you're not. Right. So I think that's hard. And I've always actually, I've seen this in the world and the dynamics of it all where, because with a close group of friends of mine, I was the first one to get married. Mm -hmm. So... I got to see how my perspective changed and their, just their, uh, the way they took my advice considering sure. of I was in a relationship was very different from when I wasn't because there is something that you will respect the person's relationship because you know if they don't like somebody, it's not because they're jealous, it's not from a place of bitter because they have something or they have something on their own. Right, right. So it, it always 
brought a different type of thing for me. So you're saying, if you're in, a, I'm saying, if, if you're in a healthy relationship, it yeah. makes it easier for People an individual to, to receive your, <laughs> yeah. So Ava, check yourself. <laughs> Before you wreck yourself. So are you in a good relationship? Yeah. Who are you to give advice is really the question. Are you dating non-POSs? I don't know. I don't know you, Ava or Ava or whatever your name is. But, I, I you know, that's just something to keep in mind, too. When you're yeah. giving this advice, make sure it's come from a place of purity. Yeah. And look, I, I hope you both. I hope you both find somebody fantastic yeah. and great, and you deserve that. I, I think everybody deserves that. That goes without saying. You yeah. know the cool mommies are here to give nothing but love to you guys. That's so what makes us cool. That's it. That's why we're hoping that you find it. Yeah. Um, but I would say those. that would be my advice in this situation, is just to be insert yourself in the decision-making process, but don't be the friend that is uh, nagging someone to break up with somebody that they have feelings for, because that's not your decision ultimately. Well put. Thank you. Appreciate it. You are too good. Uh, sometimes. Here we go. This is uh, this is from Nicholas. Okay, now this is this is a bit of a novel here. Oh, here we go. All right, here we go, Nicholas. Nicholas came. He's got a situation he needs spelled out. He's got a situation. He's going to use his mind. words here. Let's do it. This is the old pull up a chair. Oh my goodness. That's yeah. all from him. That's all <laughs> by from the way. One this is, there's a second part, but I was like, uh, uh, okay, we, we, we got, got it. it. We got okay. It. okay. All right, here we go. I began college in the fall of 2016. I worked full time through college and went through three years. I began my senior year, but dropped out in 2019 because I took a job that in the that in the field I was studying for. Okay, a little okay, worded, yeah. but we got it. Mm -hmm. It was a once-in-a-lifetime job opportunity. I don't regret dropping out at all. Okay. I hope not. Okay, here we go. So, okay, so where's the conundrum? When I took the job, I was out of town for two months for training, and when I came back, my schedule was being moved around a lot because I was the only one in my position at my workplace, and I was needed in many capacities. So needless to say, I stayed very busy. In early 2021, I was put on the night shift for good. I have now settled into my job, shift, and I'm comfortable and confident what I do. Great. I am, however, struggling with creating a daily routine because for the first 22 years or so of my life, my days were regimented and filled with school, homework, uh, college, uh, essays. Now I just have, now I just have work. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, when you work the night shift... What are your days besides sleeping? So you wake up and now you're just waiting to go to work, it seems like what his situation is. Have you ever worked a night shift? Anywhere? Um, no, I wouldn't consider it a night shift, but I have had late nights working in comedy and whatnot, you know, and being done late, you know, having late shows and whatnot. But I never had like a night shift. I, I can speak to this. I was in uh, over college. Oh, yeah. Mm. I was in college, and over the summer, I worked in a grocery store, and I stocked the grocery store with another friend of mine from like, you know, 11 o'clock at night till 4 in the morning. Oh, wow. So it... It was fucking brutal. It, it, it was one of the worst experiences of my life because yeah. it, it completely changes the way you see the world. The sun is, yeah. is, is the a moon. Mystery. The yeah, sun right, yeah. is, a, is a mystery, yeah. Um, so, but it seems like he's fine with the night shift part. He just doesn't know how to fill his day with purpose when he's up. Right. So how does he fill his non-work hours of his life? Seems to me like that's the problem he's having. Yeah, right. well, I, I always try to think of it as like an advantage. Now you get to do all the things people don't get to do. You get to go to a movie theater and no one's there. Yeah. You get to go to the mall, nobody's there. Right. You get to do all the things, do all the things you want to do. <laughs> and be hobbies. alone. And you, get to be <laughs> <laughs> you get to just be alone. So congratulations. Every day is I am legend for you. Yeah, go ahead, Nicholas. Get yeah. out there, get, get a, dog. a dog and talk to mannequins. Get a German <laughs> That's basically what's happening. Uh, yeah, I think I think again. You, you try to think of the benefits of this stuff. You know, I think there's there's always like short road trips you can take, restaurants you always want to go to. 
Um, I think the Dave um, and Buster's. I think we're joking about the alone thing, but that's got to be hard, right? Because your friends aren't available when you are, for sure. Yeah. If you're the only one working a night shift. And the other thing that that brings up is. Pick up golf. At night? Oh, during the no, day. No, during the day. Yeah, that's right. You can. Like an activity, hiking, yeah. golf, get out there, enjoy the sun. Um, yeah, what if you, you know, you got to. Photography. Photography's easy. You know, I guess it's. I guess it really just need to find a, a hobby that you can do and enjoy. The thing is, like, um, when you're so focused on work and now you don't have to be because really he, you were working at school. We talk about you know you had school, but school's work, right? It just gives you. It's just a different way to look at work. You have objectives and deliverables, and you have to do it. So you take that out of the equation. Now all you have is one job, which is, you know, your work work. And I think what you need to do there is just find in those hours what's something that you would like to enjoy. You need to fill yeah. your time with stuff you enjoy, and you won't be just waiting around to go to work because that's probably a terrible feeling right oh my god yeah. I, I i would i would hate myself i woke up and i i spent like four or five hours on netflix and then went to work yeah I, i'd feel like so like i, I didn't uh, not productive yeah i think you want to still feel like productive that's why i think yeah it seems like it's come from a place of not feeling productive too right the, yeah the, yeah because that's a very productive message it's a long well thought out message he sat on this for a minute. He spent all day doing he it. He spent all day doing yeah. it. Well, I mean, he's not doing anything else. He's, he's just hanging around by himself. <laughs> he's like, I might as well write a paragraph to these guys. Uh, yeah, I think, go ahead. I'm sorry. That's what I, that's what I, that's my instinct there. Yeah, I, I think there are, the older I get, the more I'm looking into the benefits of being outside and forcing yourself to do something active for at least like 20 to 30 minutes a day. It totally, I'll tell you this, some of the most productive thoughts or yeah. um, generating creativity uh, as someone who's got to write for a living and create things, they've always come on a treadmill, on a walk, on a hike, something. Being outside and getting getting to just think. And uh, I, I, I've always found some of the best jokes have come to me when I'm, uh, I'm out kind I'm of walking or exercising. Yeah. Yeah. I don't do that stuff. <laughs> but <laughs> good for you. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I, I get. I, I only walk when I have to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to like get to my car so I could drive somewhere to the dinner table. To the dinner table. Yeah, I drive to the, the dinner, dinner table. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I walk away to the couch. No, I, I, I get what you're saying because here's the other thing too. Like if you're in your job at night, daytime seems kind of foreign, right? Like because yeah, that's that's like a totally different thing. So how could you experience daytime? I guess being outside and whatnot is really. But you're experiencing now too as yourself because you went from yeah. television and now you're a comedian yeah. and your days are free. Yeah, you have daytimes. Yeah, free. I've so what did you do? I filled it with family time. Like that's why I made the replacement. So I try right. to be there for the kids. Like so, you know. But it's kind of similar because when the kids are at school, like daddy's on. You know, to pick up school after dinner. Like you know, that's what I'm doing. Right. So, but I when I wake up, you know, I have from ten to two. To right, like, right. That that is my you know. Uh, Ask me. Yeah. What do you do? Sleep. Sleep. Yeah. Sleep. Sleep. I went to bed the other day at midnight, and I woke up at 1.30. <laughs> and I've never been more proud. Yeah. 13 and a half hours of sleep. Fantastic. It was the greatest feeling in the world. So jealous. Was your stupid cat, like, yelling at you? We're not talking about that bitch. <laughs> You're angry. You're not cat. talking about that bitch. But, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I, I mean, my suggestion to you is to do something physically active, because you want to you feel productive. Yeah. That's just even 15, 20 minutes. You know, and also dabble into a hobby. Yeah, people sure. are afraid to dabble. I feel, if you think you might like something, try it for a second. You don't have to be like go out and but like I might like photography. Go buy out, go buy a thousand dollar camera system and dive in reading books. No, pick up a, take out your phone and try to shoot around a little bit and see if you enjoy it. Like dabble. People don't dabble. 
People no. afraid. People think they have to become an expert in everything. Like, no, dabble, people. Put this fucking thing down. Yes, put That's it down one. and dabble. Da- put it down, and dabble. Stop watching. Now, this. if you're wondering what to dabble, pick your phone back up and, <laughs> and Google, Google what to dabble. dabble. Okay, <laughs> Google dabble. <laughs> yes. Stop listening to the podcast and watching them. Oh, uh, right. wait a minute. Hold on. We're going against the grain. <laughs> All right, you ready for the next one? Ready, pal. Coming to us from Keegan. Keegan, thank you very much. All right, Keegan. Huge fan of you both. Um, I was wanting to know if you all had any tips on weight loss. Well, this is a good one for both. Uh, food is a big comfort for me, and turning it into and turning it to turning to it in stressful times has really screwed up my, my weight. Any advice from one cannoli loving mommy to one cannoli loving son would be great. Oh, that's very that's sweet great. of you, Keegan. That's that's, that's an awesome message. Yeah, I'm a, I am not a stress eater. You're not. No, I'm not a stress eater. I lose weight when I'm stressed. I am the flip of that, but I do find comfort in food a thousand percent. What I will say is what I really helped me with my first big swing when I lost weight was find food that is that you find that tastes good, that is good for you. And that was the huge thing for me. That was the first. The second thing was portion control. Right. Eat half the sandwich. Right, right. Yeah. Stop, force yourself to stop, and just, uh, it'll take a little bit, but your body will get used to it. And after the first, like, two weeks, I was full on half a sandwich. And, like, that was a big part of it, portion control. And then the third one was I tried to stop eating late. I wouldn't eat That's after 7 p.m. Yeah. And that was – those three things made me lose, like, 30 pounds. As someone, Keegan, that's been dealing with this, I've always had a great metabolism throughout the course of my life. I still Not no more. <laughs> <laughs> it has slowed down, as Hold they on, say. Hold on, you guys here. <laughs> that's his metabolism. <laughs> that's this moment. Uh, uh, yeah. It's my metabolism <laughs> leaving town. Um, so it, it has definitely um, left me. Yeah. I miss it, and I've been trying to be more aware. What I try to do now before I eat is I try to drink a bottle of water before I eat, and then I force myself to have a good salad, the like best tasting salad I'll have. So I fill up on that. I'll order like try to order a vegetable appetizer, fill up on that. And then if I'm going to get the burger, if I'm going to get something else, I'll be kind of full. Now I haven't done it with you while we've been eating no, out. I'm just I'm just flashbacking to the lunch we had today when you told me what you did when you went home last night after oh, our show. What? <laughs> Don't eat late at night. That's what Joe says. So he went home. Ding. That's what this mommy he went did. Home and heated up a full individual pizza. A full individual pizza at 11:30 p.m. Yeah, and just ate it by myself. <laughs> by myself. So I again, there are some things that cool mommies are able to talk about with confidence. I'll give Th- you advice. This is not the one. <laughs> <laughs> I have been slowly. Yeah, but descending. no, you, you're like me, where you've had swings. Like you, you went from Fat Steve to you know Skinny Steve. In, sure, in yeah. A, in a, in a and suite. I, Skinny Steve is around the corner. I haven't seen him in a while. No, but, but didn't I know you guys during Sullivan and Sunset between season one and season two, didn't you all like lose weight and get ripped a little bit, right? Because you saw yourself on television <laughs> and you saw yes. how disgusting you looked. And then Owen Benjamin could not stop taking his shirt off or a MetaMed, right. and I was like, guys, yeah. we're not on Grinder, please. <laughs> this is Instagram. But did you lose weight from that too? Like I did, yeah. And I told you this. When I we did a, something live on Instagram, and I saw myself on camera, and I looked again like a bloated river corpse of myself, <laughs> and I said, this ends today. Yeah. And over the course of the time, I dropped five pounds because I was super disciplined. I was, I was going five or six miles a day. Mm-hmm. And I really dropped it. And then last night, yeah, I fucking That's had it. it. Yeah, you okay, slipped yeah. up. It's fine. You stumble. Okay. You stumble. Sometimes you stumble. Sometimes you fall. That's it right. was a stumble. No, I fell. Okay. I fell into a calzone pizza with stuffed ricotta crust. 
Sounds delicious. And then I had the uh, pepperoni from DeSano Pizzeria right down the street here. And uh, I just might do it again. There you go. Don't, don't <laughs> dare them. Don't dare them. Them's fighting words. Yeah. But, but you don't, when you're stressed, you can't eat. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not hungry. I don't. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's why I think I lost a lot of weight now, too, because, like, people are like, oh, you got so skinny. I'm like, yeah, I know. But I lost, like, yeah, I, I don't. It's funny because, like, my, in my family, my parents were definitely <laughs> You look great. Eaters. Great. Great. How do you feel? <laughs> Terrible. Not good. <laughs> help me. Send help. Uh, <laughs> my aunts and everybody has been asking me, like, how do you feel? I go, not well. <laughs> the, uh, but, like, my, my parents both were, and my sister is a stress, e stress eater, okay. and me and my other sister are not. So it's like kind of, I feel like it's kind of your predisposition to it as well. But to Keegan's point, I like the comfort. Yeah, I love the comfort of coming home, eating pizza, and then getting under a blanket and watching TV. Love like it. It, it, there's yeah. no better feeling in the world than that. I or, disagree. I use it as comfort as well, but I, stress isn't a trigger for me. You know, when you, fast food commercials are on the on the air, like I talk to the commercial. I talk to the commercial. Like the Pizza Hut, they have the big box right now. They go, we got a deep. I go, yes, you do. He applauds. And then they go, we <laughs> he's like, well done, you do. <laughs> I, I, and, and Jess has caught me. She goes, are you talking <laughs> to, the to Arby's? Because oh. when the guy goes, we got the meats, I go, absolutely. <laughs> and this guy appreciates it. <laughs> I do. But I will be the person that gets in the car and goes, I'll try that pretzel burger right now. Yeah. Wendy's had a pretzel burger. I remember seeing the commercial. I go, excuse me. Got to go. That's it. Just like, where are you going? I'm going to go fucking go. Oh, wow. Go you are that. the demographic. I'm getting that right now. Yeah. You are marketing's, you are marketing's target. That's great. Chick-fil-A, I see that. I'm like, damn it, it's Sunday. Mm. I will say that happens to me with the Impossible. Would that happen to me with the Impossible Whopper? That, How was it? That, it was fantastic. It's a Whopper. I mean, but you can't beat it. But was it I, as I, good I, as Yes, it was as good. It was as good. I loved it. Because I love the Impossible patties as it is, and I love yeah. everything the Whopper is, so it all worked out. But I will say that I fell prey to mm -hmm. advertising for that. I was like, I, oh, it's coming out. I can't wait till it comes out. It came out. I sure. went and I called the Burger King by me. You I was like, you got that impressive Whopper? The yeah. one didn't. I found the other one that was a little bit further away, and I went and got it. Well, I, I would like to touch on something as we draw to a finish here. Um, you've given some great advice, and what I find interesting as we're talking, and you were talking a second ago about feeling good, right? And... You know, people are like, hey, you feel good? It's like, no, no, I don't. <laughs> but what I love is that you start off your show and you, you button it before your last piece in your act about saying what it's like to go through a tough time and, you know, how, how important laughter is. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes as comedians, we take for granted the fact that you can look out and just see a, a sea of faces, right? What you don't realize sometimes is that there are people out there that said, you know what, I've had a shit day. I, let's go see a comedy show tonight. And I think we take it for granted some, for sometimes, but as much as we're maybe cathartically helping the audience, I think there's a lot of times cathartically we're helping ourselves. And I just wanted to compliment you because I think it's a very healthy thing that you're doing because you're acknowledging it, but you're also seeing that your day revolves around making others laugh while at the same time making your, yourself laugh because I see that you're truly enjoying yourself up on stage. Yeah. So, you know, for somebody going through something, I think you have found your outlet, but how did you come to that point where you, where that all kind of clicked for you and you realized that? I'm, well, I've always been pretty In self- In terms of other, other people that might be going through something yeah. similar where you can- I think it's okay to be, be self-aware. Like I'm very, I've always been self-aware of like things like that. But I think the most important thing that people don't forget and, and people get caught up when they feel bad, they feel bad 
laughing and forgetting that they feel bad. And they could exist together. Sure. You could still laugh and not be okay. It's okay not to be okay. It's like, that's one of my things. Like, so it's, but laughter is, is something that, you know, endorphins makes you, you know, help deal with what you have to deal with. And sometimes that's what you do. So I, I I think it's okay. I I try not to have that, uh, you know, the guilt that comes with being able to laugh, even even though I feel like a lot is falling apart or I'm going through a lot of stuff. And that's just the way I deal with things. Yeah. And I think to be able to be there for people has really amplified that for me because I'll hear it all the time of all the stuff they've gone through and you know being there to make them laugh during all these hard times and that makes me feel good sure. that I'm able to do that for people because I know how important it is for me on the other side when I'm the one going through it. So right, I think it's important to remember that it's okay not to be okay and laugh if you want to and find people that make you laugh and find reasons to laugh because it'll help you get through the shit. Well put, my friend. Thank you. You are Akuma. You know what? You're a pretty cool mom, too. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to the Cool Mommies. Thanks, guys. We appreciate you. Great. Review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Yep. Follow us on Instagram. That's where we're getting the DMs at Two Cool Moms Pod. Yep. Uh, and, and on Twitter as well. And Joe's hitting the road. I'm hitting the road. We're hitting the road together on s- select dates. We'd love to see you guys yeah. and meet you. And thank you guys once again for listening. These cool moms love these cool cats. <laughs> <laughs> these two cool mommies love you. So show us some love. Please rate us, review us, follow us on all social media, and subscribe to our YouTube.